You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, really kind of a lot of stuff to run through. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, The Adam Project and Turning Red for our movies, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Turning Red, actually... Uh, this just like jumped in my head again, and I wasn't even thinking about this until just now. Yeah, but uh, have you seen the turning red oh, turned into like the whole controversy uh, over the cinema blend review thing no. and all that? No. I didn't see this yet. What is this, man? It's <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's kind of huge, and especially oh, I gotta look um, this up. you know, I can only keep track of so many social media <laughs> things right. and uh, do anything else. But especially if you're on Twitter, so I don't know if it translated to everywhere else, but if you're on Twitter, man, people, you know, film Twitter, hashtag right. film Twitter is uh, horrible wow. anyway, but uh, you you couldn't avoid it for a long time. And it was funny because when it, when it first came out, I saw a couple things and I'm like, oh man, I bet this isn't going to die off fast. And boy, did it not. Yeah. And like <laughs> for, you know, days and days later, like people. No kidding. And uh, and ultimately, I don't know the timeline exactly. I only know far after the fact. So I don't know how long this took or whatever. But uh, I mean, they they took the uh, review off of uh, cinema. Like they pulled really? it finally. Because just so many people... Was this like uh, another Ghostbusters? Oh, God, it was horrible. So is this review... And the first thing I thought of, uh, I saw about it was... Uh, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say something about like, you know, this is just really bad criticism. Like this is a... Right. Th- this is just a bad review and a bad critic and everything. And it would be one thing if it was just some cinema blend critic, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was it's like some guy in charge. I mean, it's like huh. uh, you know their their film Chief editor or film who, you know whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, but the uh, you know the controversy was over how the review said, and you know I'm not going to get things exactly right, right. But, no, but uh, the gist. But the review said basically like that the. Uh, the movie seemed as though it was made just for, uh, you know, this director and his close friends because it was, it was about, you know, this uh, niche Asian community, and uh, you know, so maybe if you're like in his network of friends, this, this is for you. This movie will work for you, but if you're yeah. not, I don't know how you're supposed <laughs> to get anything out of it or whatever. Right. And man, just everyone that lit went up, nuts. Huh? Like, yeah. uh, it was like, what the hell are you? And it was, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was, it was, uh, it was craziness, wow. man. Um, yeah. So anyway, and, uh, like I said, I mean, it was crazy enough that, uh, they ended up pulling the review, which is unheard of, right? A, a, like, I mean, rare, that's, that's an sure. incredible. Like people don't do that just cause you get some backlash. Not very often anyway. Uh, so anyway, but we're going to cover those two movies. But also, uh, the Critics' Choice Awards happened, yeah, so yeah. Uh, we have to talk about that, and uh, we we got to do our awards. 
Right. And so I think we'll do those things first and then get to the movies, um, yeah. which is generally the opposite of what we do. Right. But I feel <laughs> like uh, I feel like that leads to us running out of time worse, and we'll try it yeah, this right. way okay. and see. No, that makes sense. And see if we run out of time better. Better, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, all about time management here. Exactly. Yeah, and, no, that makes uh, sense, actually. And not actually planning anything that we do. There's, so no, um, the, the Critics' Choice Awards, Yeah. which, uh, so it was a strange year, I guess, for the Critics' Choice Awards a little bit. Um, the show was actually, I thought, really cool. Um, I don't know what the ratings are, and I'm sure they're there to find out. But uh, but I thought it was a, a pretty cool show. Yeah. Um, Especially since we're going into the Oscars and they're right, cutting of everything, right. <laughs> and uh, which oh uh, man, that I mean that brought up a oh yeah a the, storm the Oscars, too. and not only that, but that won't end, which no. is really uh, which I think is awesome because yeah. screw the Oscars I, right anyway, here. Oh, um, because uh, I think it's cool because now the Oscars can't do anything right. right? Because now, like just, I think it was yesterday, <laughs> they announced uh, that there's going to be a live performance of uh, Don't Talk About Bruno dur- during the awards. Are they really? So, you know, the instant reaction to that right. is, well, it's a good thing we cut yeah. all those right. other things right. for time because otherwise, how would we how have would we live even? song performances right. of songs that aren't even among the nominees for best song? Right. <clears throat> so everyone went, you know, ballistic about that, which yeah. I think, you know, hooray. I right. think <laughs> I just want to see it burn from I think side. I think people should go ballistic for like everything they announce. Anything right. that happens in the Oscars yeah. during the performance that is not giving an award mm-hmm. is just gonna get booed. Right. Except for right. like the in honorarium <laughs> part. Other yeah, than that, right. like that's it. You can yeah. do you can Give an award, how do they or you screw could do that, up the and Oscars that's it. all the time. Like I don't they, know. Every many, year too, they screw too it little. Up. They forget big names on the honor in in honorariums, oh, yeah. like the memoriams. They don't put everybody down. They rush people up. You know, somebody who's getting a lifetime achievement award, and the orchestra starts playing on them. Like, I mean, yeah, I it's not know. that hard to just do it. I don't know. It's nutty. Um. So, but for the Critics' Choice, and this is a weird year because. Um, not so much that like all of the winners are aligned exactly with what I voted for, right? but it's a year where I didn't really have a lot of problems with anything or, you know, you just kind of figured that's what was going to win or whatever. But I'll tell you the, the one big thing that I'm going to start with, because I have to just express my outrage Uh (laughs) and, uh, because I, I feel like this is the one where, uh, you know, because we always say everything that wins, right, or at least a vast majority of the things that win any awards, any of the any of these awards, right, are uh, you know it got eighteen percent of the vote, right. and everything else is split, right? right? And and this is the one where I think I'm going to call bullshit, right? Because right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start a campaign for <laughs> for the critics' choice to I'm change in. how they vote. I'm in. Uh, we're gonna have like uh, you have to have a majority. Right. We're gonna have rounds. Yeah. Th- things the it's thing that got the least exactly right. We're, it's like a it runoff a election runoff. no we one got, wins without a majority yeah we got to do something or you know like when you nominate things right yeah you nominate like in order this is my first pick this yeah. is my second pick then there's an algorithm we right. run everything How through and picks? we end up with a certain number of 
nominees, right? right. Just do the same thing when you vote. This yeah. is my first pick. Yeah. <laughs> this is my second pick. Right. But, you know, boom, then Done. things get eliminated until you get down to something has a majority because yep. uh, Will Smith won Best Actor. Yep. And that is, ju- you know. This is the rage. I mean, seriously, it kind of is. And not not only because I, uh, I don't think he deserved it. Um, like, I like I don't, I just, it's not even like these other people got snubbed. Mm-hmm. Because it is these other people got stub, snubbed, right? Peter Dinklage, uh, Benedict right. Cumberbatch, uh, Denzel. Right. Even Nicolas Cage and Pig uh, was right. up there as a, as a nominee. And I think all of them deserve it. Could any any one of them over. should have won it over Will Smith. And, you know, not to like really bag on Will Smith. I'm sorry. He's not the world's greatest actor. He He's not that good an actor. And, uh, and in this movie, for me, he was 50-50. There was like 50% of the time I thought he was doing good. Yeah. 50% of well, the time, I think he was just being the fresh prince of Tennis Dad. <laughs> Right. Like he was just, he was, you could see him right. being the fresh prince. Right. I, and I'm I, like, yeah, what? And yeah. now, so anyway, I don't know. That one, uh, that, that one got me. And yeah. it, and it happens every year because it's like best picture. You go, yeah, that got 18% or, you right. know, whatever. Right. Um, because we're splitting the vote between so many things and, you know, it didn't get nominated because no one voted for it. So someone's right. going to vote for <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, that's like a, just a deal breaker for me. Like we have to change things. Right? <laughs> we now see what's wrong. Right. Uh, anyway, but going through the critics choice, uh, power of the dog, won best picture, uh-huh. Jessica Chastain, won uh, best actress. And I don't love that one either, except that I'm not as irritated by all of the other nominees, um, right. except maybe like uh, Kristen Stewart and Spencer, who a right. lot of people, you know, were championing her. Um, but, and it, you know, not that. Um, supporting actor was uh, Troy Kotzer and Coda, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, supporting actress is uh, Ariana DeBose uh, from West Side Story, yeah. which I also don't agree with. Um, because she wasn't that good, right. but also we're not supporting actresses always the weak link yeah. in awards for me. There just never are good enough nominees. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, except you know, there's like the one year that is you know the exception that proves the rule right. or something where you get some standout great actual nominee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, then we got young actor, actress, and it was Jude Hill for Belfast, and it's hard to not like that, except I would I would have liked that to go to uh, the girl from CODA, which I can't remember her can't name. can't remember her name, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. And best ensemble was Belfast. Best director was Jane Campion. Ah, eh, fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not okay. like it was, it's not like it was poorly directed, even though I didn't like it as much as anyone else. Right. It's not like there's uh, any problem with her direction i feel like director this year uh was good for me in a way because i would have been fine with anyone getting it i think it was i don't think anything was for me anyway oh my god that's the one that has to win it was like there were nominees that you know they all were really good so what are you you gonna do i I don't know anyway 
Uh, best comedy, Licorice Pizza. Best animated was Mitchell's versus the Machines, which I was really glad for that. I don't. It's not. It's like my third favorite animated movie say, of the year. Yeah. One of which was not nominated. The best one, which was Bell. Bell. Uh, and then um, I liked Ray and the Last I, Dragon I you li- I was more say. than Mitchell's versus Machine, right. but at least Encanto didn't get it. Uh, right. at the end there because not that i hate encanto or anything yeah. like that i just didn't think it was as good as not all, better than as, luca as all those other ones yeah anyway uh <clears throat> okay so um original screenplay belfast adapted screenplay power of the dog cinematography power of the dog yeah. production design dune editing west side story which you know I have no problem with whoever did the editing on West Side Story. <laughs> it's not like the yeah. editing was flawed in any right. way. But this really, for me, uh, was like, we have to give something to West Side Story. Right. Because <laughs> it's West Side Story. And so, um, editing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> and then you got uh, hair and makeup, eyes of Tammy Faye. And this one really rubs me the wrong way. I don't like anything winning hair and makeup right because what we are doing is copying real hair and makeup that somebody else decided right, right? we're just it's right. like you know if a ringling brothers documentary were nominated for hair and makeup because uh-huh. there was really this clown. Now we made another guy look like really this right, clown. Right. That's best hair and makeup. That's not how that category works for me. But <laughs> right. But I guess <laughs> I guess that's not true of everyone. <laughs> anyway, uh, costume design, Cruella, which was uh, actually awesome, I mm-hmm. thought. Visual effects, Dune. Foreign film, Drive My Car, which was just like so locked in. Uh, at this point, I kind of thought in the last couple of weeks that the worst person in the world might have a chance because uh, everyone was all over drive my car. But then mm-hmm. really recently, mm-hmm. you, the shift had kind of been that you saw more people finally talking about worst person in the world. Right. But, you know, drive my car had that locked for a long time. Um, best song, no time to die. Best score, Dune. And and so all of those, with the couple of exceptions, you know, um, right. all of those are not necessarily what I voted for, but really things I'm fine with. And uh, and that is, you know, I'm not going to go check my notes on right. previous right. years or whatever. <laughs> but I feel like most of the time I have a couple more complaints. But, uh, but, you know, but this year there, was... There was a couple Power years. of the Dog was just really strong this year. Right. Did not hit me the same way as it did a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, there you go. It got all kinds of uh, people right. voting for it. Right. Anyway, uh, so, you know, kind of... And, and for us, even though we have things like production design and editing and some of the lower things, we have a lot of things that have their own show. Right. So we right. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about we still do though the whole um TV and movies. Right. And some of the things during our show do not get elevated know, big to po- time. You know, it'll right. be like you come back from the commercial and it'll go and also these things yeah. one things. Um because we have both of those going on. But we at least get to limit that a little bit because, right. you know, we have a separate documentary, 
you know, whole show yeah. and, you know, whatever. And even like on the TV side, we have a whole separate reality TV. That's its own show now. Right. So we don't have to deal with all those. Dropping either. into something. So, right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, all right. So that is uh, run through those and and uh, give you my complaints. And now uh, we're going to do our awards. Uh, it's the Can't Win Awards. If you're not familiar, uh, we should have like some music that plays right now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, our own personal awards. And if you're not familiar, uh, if you if you are just showed up here. Right. Uh, Welcome. That's a weird, <clears throat> weird time to decide that. But it's a good week to drop in. Yeah, it's yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I meant the opposite of what I so, said. So hey, you know, statistically, it, there's somebody out there. This is their first crack at us. Sure. So this uh, is what you get. Right. So, <laughs> so these are our own <laughs> awards, uh, which we call the Can't Win Awards, that are specifically for uh, giving the big five things. Uh, as we decide what the big five are, I guess, anyway. Yeah. Uh, some attention to movies and the people behind the movies and whatever that uh, are not going to get nominated for any other right. awards, right? Uh, you did a great job. Yeah. No one's going to pay attention yeah, to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and this is a strange year. Um, and and a lot of times our, our classic that we have to mention uh, to everyone is the, uh, you know, Road Warrior. <laughs> yeah, this was Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, that yeah. was the one. When uh, when Mad Max came came out, that really tripped us up yeah. because we thought God, we were sucked. locked and then it got nominated for things. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we got screwed there. This year was uh, exactly the same for me, I think. I had a lot of movies over the course of this year. Right. That I thought, hey man, I got to put like an asterisk by that and remember that mm -hmm. for our awards, and then boom, everyone's paying attention right. to it. And right. uh, I thought it back in summer that I was so set with pig. You were all savvy on pig, <laughs> I remember. And uh, and then you know, no, he gets nominated right. for everything, and you know, whatever. Anyway, and uh, but this year there were several movies like that. There were several yeah. movies that I was thinking about for a while. And and then they went and got nominated for something, even if it wasn't like a really big award. And we, between us, have different ideas on on how this works. Right. Like, uh, right. uh, I really try to be very purist about this, right? Like, yeah. if you get nominated for any kind of remotely serious award, e whether even if it's like the SAG Awards or right. you know the Baftas or any, you know, if you got nominated, right? Right. Then I can't say you can't win, right? Right, <laughs> and you are a little bit more lenient on that. I'm a that. little more lenient, and uh, but I really try uh, as much as I can, as long as it's some kind of pretty serious award, right? Right. Uh, because at this point, there's like 500 awards. I I see that's the problem. I seriously, this year for some reason, with all the releases getting thrown off and movies yeah. getting pushed back, and people didn't want to go to theaters and all that. For some reason, this year it really stood out to me uh, how many award shows people go to. Like That's people who are actors, That's what the lot, hell? Do you, when do you go on vacation? Seriously, mm -hmm. and like when people don't show up, right? And they're not actually there, yep. and everyone's like, "Oh, they can't even show up." Right? And I'm like, "He's been to 25 right. of these right. in the last six months." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's astounding. They are 
everywhere. Well, and and people actually show up to it. And them. that's kind that, of that's kind of like you said. That's where we. I mean, it's playful anyway. We're really not mailing awards to anybody, but we should. We should. We should. We should come up with a little grafted thing and just send it to them. But I I mostly focus with the intent to defend. And I feel like you can make any argument you want as long as you can back it up a bit. Right. If you feel it, then I might disagree. But okay, you felt it. So it, it works. But it's almost it's almost like if I did what you do, which I respect, but I just I think it narrows everything so much. Because there were 35 different things. I mean, that you could get a Nickelodeon's Kids' right, Choice Award. Right, you know, right, and I'm right. sorry. I look at mostly the Oscars. And I think, what chance do you really have at getting an Oscar? And that's when Fury Road got screwed. Right. But for the most part, I, I mean, it's almost like saying, well, who's your favorite superhero? But they can't wear blue. Right. And you're like, well, what? And I'm like, no blue. You know, and it's like, I just feel like it puts you in such a box but that's one of the reasons why I like your can't. I like listening to your can't wins because I'm like, come on, they could win the North American Southwestern right, Festival right. Award, right? You For know? best films on you know, Tuesday. So I, yeah. I like, I like. I love lists anyway, but I'm in on your list this way in a way that I'm not for the others because this is you put yourself in a weird box. Right, right. You really do have to work out of a weird corner here, and that cracks me up. <laughs> you know, because I, yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think we should send them out since you. I think we uh, should really. That. I think but we I, should. I feel like if we did that, right? Yeah. Then we have to actually agree <laughs> and oh, just have the okay. one, right? We okay. could. We can't. That might be tricky. Both have our that own, right? Tricky. We would have to figure. Oh, that out. would be even better. <laughs> Here's Mark's award. Here's mine. We both made them ourselves. Enjoy. <laughs> You know, it's like a little clay, and you can find out sculpted. how how we felt about it by turning into the podcast. You right. know, advertising. Uh, all right, so jumping into doing this, and here, and we only do five. Right, we only do the five things. Right. And here's my problem this year because I got uh, a little screwed because uh, we try to have things that you know j- didn't get nominated for anything. There really is like kind of no chance they're going to win, however loosely or we want to define yeah. that or where we want to go with that. But for me personally, I also try if possible to have those five things be five different movies. I try to, and but it, I could not do it. It this doesn't year. work. I only got mm-hmm. three movies this year. So yeah. uh, I got two different things that are I can appreciate you know, the that, same though. movie. I really, really want to do that every year. I, I want try. it to be yeah. different things, yep. but I, ju- I just couldn't this year. There were so many things excluded, yeah. and then there were so many things that I just was like, you know, the things that can't win this year <laughs> like deserve not to win. Well, if you see, if you see a great film, you know, and for me, that was a couple years ago, The Vast of Night. Oh yeah, yeah. I there's no way in hell that thing was going to win real big awards, right? Though it should have at least been nominated because it was great. And for me, I think that almost like Silence of the Lambs, like it was a sweeping cat. It was film director, screenplay actor. <laughs> yeah. I know it was actress. Maybe it was an actor, but I try very hard to spread it around. And then just sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that for me happen. this year. Before we you know really dive in, but for me this year there was a big gulf between the films that were either the best or the worst and the stuff that didn't make either of those lists were only middling. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's hard to say, you know, well, you did a, there are sometimes great standout performances in a middling film, but it's really tricky. Usually it's a film that's a genre film and it was like 12 on my list. And I'm like that, that should have been nominated for things. 
it's just, it, this was a really hard year because the gulf between best and worst and what was in the middle class was enormous. Yeah. And I had to, I, I struggled a little bit, but then looking back on my list, I think I can defend, I know one choice you're going to just, you're going to be like, blah, but I think I can definitely defend the others. Right. So. All right. All right. So uh, jumping in, uh, we'll start with screenplay. Okay. So, uh, so best screenplay uh, for the can't win. My, my pick for best screenplay and this one uh kind of is almost calling myself out except that it mm. did it didn't get nominated mm-hmm. uh unless it got nominated for stuff and i'm yeah, not but and, and i and i'm not aware I'm right not watching but it is nevertheless a movie that a lot of people were talking about how great the screenplay is. Yeah. So that it's like almost like it could have been nominated or whatever. And this just wasn't its year, but it's Shiva baby. Oh yeah. Which right. uh, is just a crazy, awesome hmm. movie, right? Uh, it, it, it's so fun and so weird, That's cool. but also, you know, it's, it's like, it's very low budget. Mm-hmm. It's um, I, I think it might be like the first, first thing by the writer so it's you know you're not right. established in yeah, any right. way you're people right. are yeah, paying right. attention to you um but it is uh you know for those who don't know and it's not like a popular thing it's a movie about uh this woman basically goes to like the a jewish like funeral service at shiva, shiva a shiv- I, you know yeah, right. whatever um because I, I I say whatever, which is rude, and and I'm not trying to be no, about any, anything about um, the Jewish faith or, or right. anything. What I don't know what it means, right? Except that it is some sort of funeral service. Right. Um, I mean, I know what it means from watching the movie, but be, and then you well, get yeah, but, an idea of what it is, right? right? Because it's like a funeral thing. Um, but anyway, she goes to this and it's like, you know, conservative family. It's a funeral. So obviously the situation itself is very conservative. Mm-hmm. And uh, she runs into like basically her sugar daddy uh, person. <laughs> and then it's like hilarity and right, right? yeah. and, and, and that's the whole thing. But it is such a great screenplay. And it's a it's a hilarious. And it is the weirdest kind of being uh, uncomfortable watching it yeah. in like the weirdest way. It's like what horror movies wish they could do to you mm-hmm. and make you feel horrible, it, it, you know, coming through the screen. Right. But in awkward, uncomfortable, uncomfortableness instead of like being scared right. or whatever. And, and it's so cool. And yet it is, it, you know, it's funny and it's like, mm. you know, the, heart and soul of this woman and all the people around her. It's a, it's a really great movie. Anyway, that's cool. so that's my screenplay. I I had a... It's funny, for almost every one of these, I had runners-up. I almost wanted to write down... Well, I did write down. I almost wanted to give it to Nightmare Alley, which is a film I loved much more than you. I almost <sighs> wanted to give it to I Care A Lot, which is a film that uh, yeah, yeah, grabbed me, and one. I had yeah, so yeah. much fun with it. I just didn't love... I just didn't love the way the end came around. I came damn close. Hearing you talk about what you, you know, the way you just said about Shiva Baby, I came damn close to giving it to Titan, 
which was the French oh, yeah, film, yeah. Uh, which was the <clears throat> autoerotic. Except that one won all sorts of shit. So. Well, I know, and I, I mean, and <laughs> again, but I'm run, not looking at the but, French Palm d'Or. Like right, I just right. was looking at it, and I'm like, God, that's such a creepy, weird story to tell. I, I kind of played it safe, but I still think it's, I still think it was an incredibly impressive way to tell a story about a character everybody sort of grew up with, which was Cruella. Oh yeah, I thought I thought take take something so easy. The difference between Cruella and like GI Joe rise of the something you know rise of cobra and i'm like basically either of these films could always be rise of cobra like you could just do cruella so badly right so over the top and so seen just chewing the scenery and just doing so many flamboyant things but instead the deftness and the dexterity of writing that story about a character that you think you know everything about and then you watch like 30 minutes in you're like i don't know crap about anything right. i don't know what's going and on i'm yeah. learning so, like i just was so <clears throat> impressed by it overall so right. I, I said cruella and uh <clears throat> and you know speaking of cruella and what you could have done uh just in uh it, being in line with so many of the other disney yeah live action things right that mostly are kind of garbage they're, I, they're, they're the like part. money making there's, there's a couple there are yeah. some of them that are that are not bad right but Holy crap. Uh, but for the most part, they have not worked out. And they have not and come not close. And not anything right. like, like Cruella. Yeah, yeah. That. So that was my that was my screenplay. All right. So uh, we got screenplay. So now best actress. And uh, here's where, you know, I jump on myself. Right. Um, because uh, I gave best actress to uh, Renelle Sana. I think it's pronounced Sana. Um, who is... Uh, the star of Shiva baby. So, and because, uh, she's, you know, crazy awesome in it. And, uh, and really has to carry the whole movie in a way that a lot of movies you don't, I mean, a lot of movies you do too, but a lot of movies you don't like, she's got, uh, the whole supporting cast and there's a great supporting cast in this. And there's, you know, it's not like it's just her or Mm -hmm. any crazy thing like that. But really, in a weird way, it is just her. It is it is just wow. everything that's happening to her. It's there are other people, but it's just about her response to other people and and dealing with this situation. And it yeah. really is just like very focused on her. Um, and and she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's my pick. That's and cool. I already <laughs> talked about the movie. So <laughs> it, her name is so French, um, and I will butcher it horribly because i i'm not very good at speaking french but it looks like agatha roussel she was the lead in titan oh yeah yeah. and just i she's not my pick but i came so close to naming her because uh, i think what she does is incredibly difficult especially because of the story a lot of it sure but then i looked at that and i went actually she could probably she she might sneak an award in like she actually genuinely could sneak an award in so I, I thought about I actually nominated her for the really? Critics' Choice. Yeah. I, I can totally see it. I mean, she's got a degree of difficulty there. I don't know how many roles like that are out there, but I haven't seen many like what she had to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was there was an absolute problem with what she had to convey, and I thought she did it great. Came really close with doing Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, but I, I and this is going to seem like I'm making a pattern here, but instead I went with Emma Stone for Cruella. Wow. Because, again, I thought, how do you take a character that I everyone knows like at the end? I she could win, though. 
See, I didn't think she, she would make, ever get. She couldn't win. I didn't think she, she would. I didn't even think she would get nominated because I thought they would just look at it like Disney. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You know, because again, I don't see anybody. I didn't see any consideration for like Emma Watson and Beauty and the Beast. Or, right, you know, right. I just I just thought it was an easy gimme. Yeah, so no one's no one's talking. So about I took it. For sure. I took That's it. I, even cool. though I think there was another way out, but I took it. All right. Uh, okay, so actor. Now, uh, this is another one that's uh, really weird. But this one, like, really, this was the only one uh, because, you know, like I said, there's movies that I have more than once and everything. Right. But this is the only one that right when I watched this, this for actor, is the only one that right when I watched it, I was like, oh, that might be it. That's the one. And then... <laughs> like nothing ever changed. That movie right. did not get any attention or whatever. And right. it's Mads Mikkelsen in oh, Writers of Justice, yep. the uh, Danish movie. That's cool. Um, and right when I watched that, I was like, oh, here we go. Right. But like I said, there were like 10 other times this year that I thought something could be something. And then something that right. movie would get a bunch of attention or yep. it would get nominated or, you know, whatever would happen. But uh, this is the craziest low-budget Danish movie yeah. that, for whatever reason, mm. Mads Mikkelsen is in. I love which, it. you know, that's his gig. He did He's, that uh, one the year before. That was the drinking one. The drunk one. one. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. It's funny. The, I, can like the drinking the, one. I can see, I can see the, the poster. Me too. I can see it. Uh, anyway. Um, but this one, he is so... He has the weirdest thing to do. And the movie is so odd mm-hmm. right and it's so low budget and it's kind of complicated and he actually has to be a slightly complicated guy i mean in a, in a mm-hmm. way he's a kind of simple guy and doesn't you know have that much going on yeah but given the weird circumstances that he's in he kind of does but mads Mikkelsen is just awesome he, in it. i mean and that guy's he coming is in so he is so good in this Exactly the way he is in that other. It's like around. Around right. is in the name of that other movie. I feel yeah. like I don't know. Anyway, uh, we can find that out. But yeah, that I'll other one after. is also awesome. It is awesome. But he's he's just so good in this, and uh, in a sense that I like a lot, which is, you know, he's doing very little, right, and yet giving you. All, all this stuff that you right. might not even know you're getting right. if you're not right. really paying attention yeah. and uh, giving you a character and moving things along and pulling the other people with him and everything. Right. And, uh, and it's just really cool. And it's, you know, it's such a goofball movie. Anyway, so that's my uh, best actor. This is the one I think you're not going to like. I, I, came, I really liked Bradley Cooper again in Nightmare Alley. I thought he carried that film in a way that was very Bradley Cooper, but I started I started writing it down and I went, that's not it's not a good fit. I actually like Bob Odenkirk a bit better in Nobody. Yeah, which is I such see, a blast I see that of a film. One. Yeah, he's good in that. And and I guess in some way, if you threw up a big cloud on this, I would still slide Bob Odenkirk in. I had an argument for Ben Affleck in The Tender Bar, and. Somebody, when I said it to them, they went, he's not in it that long. And I went, neither was Anthony Hopkins when he won Best Actor for Hannibal. Right. For right. Sounds of the Lambs. I'm saying Ben Affleck in The Tender Bar is the best actor because there's no way in hell he's going to get an award for that. But he's the best thing about that film. And he's in it, you know, maybe 30 minutes total. 
Every single time he's in there, the movie is elevated, not by a little bit, but by leaps and bounds. The character's perfect. He's comfortable in it. He's having such a blast. And he's the only reason I enjoyed that film. Yeah. And, and, and in the end, that's that's why I may, I mean, I put him down. I want Ben Affleck as the guy. He's the one that's not And you know, it's, it's weird because not only... At the end of the day, I just didn't like that movie that much, right? But he's not only does he kind of shift things when he's there. Yeah. It is really like it's a different movie you're watching. It's an entirely different movie, dude. Like right. everything going on yeah. is different. It seems like. Yeah. I, it, it's the kind of thing where I would not be surprised if they said, listen, what happened was we had a different unit director for everything that he <laughs> right. was involved in. Yeah. We had a completely different crew. We had, you know, it was all, right. everything was different. And then the rest of the movie was this whole other this crew, other crew. When, yeah. and they were in Florida and the other crew was <laughs> right. in, you know, Europe somewhere yeah, or whatever, right. because it, everything about it feels different. It's, uh, it's so weird. It really is. And yeah. it's also weird because, uh, Ben Affleck has, at this point, the weirdest reputation, right? Like he, people see a movie with him in it in the weirdest way. Yeah, because he's also awesome in the last duel this year. I gotta um, see this. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. And he's not the main player right. or a main player, uh, and he's not in it. You know, as much as you would think, if someone's going to be best actor, they have to be in it more or right. whatever. But he's really good in that too. Everyone in that is really good. Yeah, that's I cool. think. That's I mean, cool. and it's it's also weird because you know it's Matt Damon, right? And uh, and everyone's like, ah, oh, Matt Damon. And I'm like, yeah, but like then every time he comes out with a movie, everyone's like, right. he's really good in it, right? But then like three months after they just said he was really good in something, they go, yeah, Matt Damon, Matt whatever. Damon. <laughs> like it's so weird. Yeah. Both of them. That is funny. Uh, anyway, okay. So best director is. Um, I gave this one to Anders Thomas Jensen, which is also Writers of Justice. And yep. uh, I gave it to him because, uh, like I said, well, I mean, he's not going to win anything. But, right. uh, I mean, maybe he won something I'm, in Denmark but, for yeah. <laughs> one of the Danish <laughs> film awards. Right. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Denmark. Nothing wrong with Denmark. Uh, but it's such a ultimately small budget thing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're, when you're a director, the, the best thing anyone could say about your low budget movie right is that it doesn't really feel like it's a low budget yeah movie. right if you if you like blink and take yourself out of the movie for a second yeah you go oh my god they have like no budget <laughs> <laughs> right yeah they've got like a farmhouse right and yeah uh, <laughs> and like the the crew is like constantly awesome. looking at their watch going you got right. another 30 minutes right. and i'm on the bus right but <laughs> but when you're watching it, it's like that uh, old Henry movie that oh, yeah. uh, came out, which, yep. which clearly just had like a laughable budget. Right. We got two uh, balls consi- in a world. Considering who's in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like somebody let them use horses for like four hours <laughs> and they got like a shed that right. they turned into a cabin and say he lives here and that's where everything <laughs> takes place. Right. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing like that movie. But while you're watching it, though, it's just kind of what happens right what happens is you know we're in this uh he owns a barn in the middle of nowhere and so we spend a lot of time there and we go to uh you know we get uh filming in some like neighborhoods and we drive around and whatever like when you're watching it you it doesn't just constantly jump out at you that it's low budget right 
uh, if you look at it, it clearly is. And and a lot of the scenes in this movie, for as kind of corny a movie as it is, even though I still think it's really good, um, a lot of the stuff is like complex that's right. going on. A lot of the scenes have to be filmed right. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's well directed. It's kind of I mean, yeah. it is it is put together in a good way. Anyway, so that's mine. Let me get back to my list here. That was director. Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's film, I had to just look it up because it was driving me nuts. Another round. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. right. Obviously, that's it was right. some round, one more right, round, right. Uh, last round. Yeah, yeah. You know, And I was like, what? what is it? Another round. Director for me, the easy one to go to was Craig Gillespie for Cruella, but I didn't. I, I thought I looked back over my list and looked over all the categories, not just the best and the worst, but all the middle stuff. I spent an incredible amount of time I've spent much more time than I thought I would thinking about Maggie Gyllenhaal's The Last Daughter. So I, uh, I gave it to her. Well, even, that's even not though fair. I She's kind dominated. Of, I know, things. but even though I kind of thought uh, you could do Craig Gillespie, but I will, I'll skip the line so you can go last. The reason I didn't do Craig Gillespie is because my picture is Cruella. Oh, and yeah. I didn't want to, in the spirit right, of right. not wanting to give something so uh, many everything things. Everything the same thing. I, I went with Maggie Gyllenhaal because I thought as a first-time director, what she was able to do there sort of was deceptive, thinking that this is her first time out. Like, obviously, she's smart. She's been paying attention. I don't know if she had a lot of help or insight. I don't mean onset. I just mean, you know, all of her questions. She may have been asking for the last 10 years, directors, like, right, how do you right. do this? Because I knew I wanted to do this project. Whatever she did, she managed to create an atmospheric, creepy, unsettling experience in watching a film that even though I didn't love how it concludes, I have to give it its props in getting there. It it was really effective. It was really wonderful. Yeah. But in some weird way, I don't believe that should be the reason why she slides into a position, but that's why she slid into a position. Right. <laughs> and my best picture is Cruella. So. All right. Uh, my best picture, and this is another one where... Um, if you listened to our best of the year lists, yeah. you know, um, once you kind of got off my top 10, uh, there were several things that were kind of like right there. Yeah. And um, probably Shiva Baby could just as easily have been best picture. <laughs> um, but I gave that one to Bergman Island. Um oh. Which cool. is not going to win any awards, um, but it's Tim Roth. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Tim Roth is like amazing in this movie, yeah. but also just the movie is, first of all, you have to be like kind of a cinephile to get the most out of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like the tragedy of Macbeth, right? I mean, right. if you don't like Macbeth you can just watch in the it. first place, right. <laughs> I mean, if you You're already have know a hard Macbeth. time. Yeah. But, the, but the movie is about filmmaking in a way and it's about like you know where your ideas uh, come from but also the whole thing is this trippy you know where does the imagination end and reality begin and right. you know all this you know whatever um but it's kind of like uh even though it's you know it's not like it's referencing a ton of things even though it's obviously got to do with Bergman's Island right. where he filmed things and whatever. Um, 
But it's not like there's all these, you know, weird Easter eggs or references yeah, right. that now you don't get the reference, so you don't understand fall, what's going on. Apart, right? But still, you kind of have to be like a movie lover huh. to like get the most out of it or whatever. But uh, but it is like this movie where it's just these two people, <laughs> yeah. kind of, and and it's just like going through all these, you know thoughts and emotions and who's doing what and what's real and right. all this stuff anyway but uh like i said it could have just as easily gone to shiva baby except then that would have been three things right but again, uh both of them but so that's mine yeah that's all cool. right all right so we did our awards hooray there we go and, <laughs> and really i don't know we might have to send out little cards well i was thinking or something. if if because we do this separately until we do it together right had one gotten both of us well that's getting something right if right. we had both said cruella well then there we go we're sending something off but uh all right so jumping into movies so we got the oh, adam yeah. project yep. uh which is ryan reynolds netflix. and uh netflix movie and i just saw a thing except i don't remember exactly what it was but i think it was like the third biggest uh oh. netflix uh like I don't know, first weekend maybe right. that it was it, out it or something. It is some weird thing. It got, uh, anyway, lots of people are watching it yeah. on Netflix apparently. Right. So there you go. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we've used up a lot of time now, so we'll go really quick because maybe we'll even get through both of them yeah. somehow. But uh, I gave this one an eight. Yeah. Um, I was a little off. And, and mainly this movie, and it was... Uh, it was funny because I'm typing up some other stuff while watching this movie and then thinking about this movie and everything. And and this movie just made me go back yet again to trying to think of, because I'm like, what the hell do I rate this, right? Mm-hmm. And so then whenever that happens, I'm like, I got to go back to my alleged theory <laughs> that it's how good is this movie right. uh, managing to be what it wants to be and how legitimate is it to be that? And I'm like, man, I don't know if that's my thing. I got to right. give this a pretty high this rating. Is, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's clearly like, you know, a younger audience kind of thing, but it's never talking to younger people like they're stupid. Right. It's got good action. It's got, I don't know. It's got some funny stuff in it. Ryan Reynolds, I thought was really good. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, who also produced this, Yep. Uh, you know, who frankly doesn't have to bother with this movie, right? right. He, I right. mean, he doesn't have to make a movie that's for like teenagers to have some fun yeah. watching uh, sci-fi stuff happen. He doesn't have to do this. Right. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. That has nothing to do with my rating. Um, no, I yeah, mean, it's, it's just, just as a, an aside. Yeah. It's just a cool thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll go into it more, but uh, I, I got like halfway through this movie and I went, wait a minute. Right. Like, this is cool. What's going on right? with this? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That's I liked it a lot. That's what I gave. It it, it is it is in many ways to me the experience I imagine not the rocks version but like the original version if I'd been a little older when I saw it instead of a child of Escape from Witch Mountain. Like yeah, it yeah. feels very Escape from Witch Mountain-y to right, me. Right. Which is a good thing. It, I stepped on you when you were trying to say, you know, the cast by throwing Netflix out there just because I was trying to remember and I said it out loud. But yeah, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana, like Catherine Keener, who's a, I right. think's a big, I think, I think you like Catherine Keener more than I 
more than I do. She was a bit of a... Eh, she's okay. She wasn't great in this. She was pretty but. much the only reason I didn't have as much fun with this film. But it's light. It's breezy. It's engaging. It's accessible. It's got, it's got the problem in a certain way that I used to feel was warranted about Kevin Smith's films in a way when they were when they were much earlier, which is everyone's cool talking. Everyone says the right, cool thing. Right. No one stutters. No one stammers. It's all just this incredible Everyone banter. Everyone whips it out like really quick. And the thing is, is that's Ryan Reynolds' shtick right now. And of course, you got to have a kid do that because you know he's going to do that. It just didn't feel as genuine. So the first few minutes, the first like 15 minutes where you're really establishing things and getting the game rolling... It's still fun, but I just was like, really? Come on. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't sit well with me. I still had a blast with it. My seven is kind of conservative because the fun that I had was like eight, especially when it's really moving. Right. And it's just so weirdly like in Ryan Reynolds' wheelhouse of not as vulgar as Deadpool, but just his banter. Right. But the best part of the film isn't the bantering stuff. It's the heavy weight of regret and commitment and sacrifice that he has to have when he sees certain people in his past, and it's all it's all like working for him. I wish he would do more things that weren't still like his film Waiting. Like he's better than the college smarmy, right, right, National Lampoon's Van Wilder <clears throat> guy. Yeah, he's totally capable of doing an incredible amount of stuff. And I think if he stays with it and doesn't go into some directing or producing aspect he's going to have such depth to him later but you see flashes of it here and it's really effective yeah he's really great in it you know speaking of like older stuff i'll take this opportunity to throw this out if you haven't seen voices uh, with ryan reynolds (laughs) yeah man that is a great movie that would have won our watch with exactly that would have been it uh with him (laughs) Him because (laughs) because that movie is so wild and yet like right. he's so good he's in, in it. He's insanely good in it. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I think there are uh whenever Catherine Keener's on, uh, you know, the movie kind of gets in its own way, I yeah. think, because it's trying to go, well, here's some plot we have to do or right. whatever. Um, and I think, you know, the writing dialogue for your Whit Stillman movie needs yeah. to be different from writing dialogue right. for your right. you know, teen action sci-fi thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that a lot of that wasn't perfect, but, uh, even just like some of the, you know, the decisions when Mark Ruffalo shows up, right. And he's like, no, right. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, that's not where I thought we were going with that. (laughs) Like that stuff was great. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that one is uh, really very cool. Check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. And. Uh, really quickly, we'll at least hit Turning Red a little right. bit. And maybe, uh, if we feel like we have to, we'll talk about it more uh, next week. Uh, Turning Red, so it's Pixar movie. Right. And uh, apart from what we talked about before, it is really kind of getting bagged on a, a fair amount. Like, yeah. people are not, you know, I've seen more, I, I've seen maybe probably an equal split, actually, to people liking it and people going, what happened to Pixar? Right. <laughs> Like now they suck. It's a good thing this wasn't in theaters. Maybe that was a good decision to just have it be on Disney Plus. Blah blah blah. blah. Right. But then on the other side, you know, people like it. Um, and there are a few things actually that I really kind of don't like about this movie. And unfortunately, I can't say that it delivered like kind of quite on the gravity of situation that I wish it did. Mm. 
but I still really liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I also give this one an eight. It was a little um, on you. I, I liked a lot of the stuff in this movie, but then also there was kind of this weird, almost Luca yeah. style, we're not going to get into anything. Yep. Like we're trying to be another level of light where yep. when you had, like if this movie had come out like six months after, which wouldn't make any sense. But if this movie came out like six months after Brave, I would expect this to be very different, right? Yeah. Like yep. when we're not happy, we would be able to actually not be happy right. instead of kind of just say we're not happy or, right. you know, I whatever. Know what you um, it, but there was something about this movie where it just felt like it wasn't giving me enough of some stuff in a way that I feel like was the choice. Right. The choice was we're not we're not going to quite go there with this movie, and I didn't I didn't like that. Didn't like I yeah. I wanted this movie because a lot of the stuff that I thought it did well I thought was great. Yeah. I thought a lot of it was really funny. I thought it was uh it it was great just in so far as uh you know these young girls right who were you know, kind of awesomely young girl. Yeah. I was like, that's actually really cool. And, you know, anyway, and I thought, uh, I thought it did, uh, it's a cool story. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Um, you know, I don't know. Most everything that I've seen people not like about the movie, I liked about the movie. I'm like, wait, that's cool. I'm like, I don't know, man, I have a, 12 year old girl. I was going to say, you have daughters. <laughs> and, uh, and I wonder, you know, yeah. And uh, even some of the part where it's corny or goofy or they're acting weird, it was, it reminded me almost of like Gravity Falls, where it's like, yeah, they're acting like fools because they're fools. They're fools. <laughs> right. They're 13. And, and they're, and they're right. being like very yeah. real about it. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, uh, I, I really liked it. I really wish, because I'm a huge Pixar fan. Anyway, yeah. a lot of the movies I really love. And I really just wish this would have been one that was, you know, going for another yeah. level. Yep. And then it would have been better. I don't know. Anyway. I think it I think it's inconsistent in some way with the levels it shoots for early. Because I think it hits a lot of subtext and metaphor, all these analogous things. I think it's, it's really effective and fun. And it just... it. it doesn't even seem to drop a gear. It just seems to forget where it was initially pushing towards. Although, not to spoil this film, but a film like this where there's a creature and you're visible. Right. You know, I'm expecting a Pixar-ish kind of thing, but not just Pixar, just a Hollywood thing where the authorities are coming after you and everyone has to race to get you to this temple where you have to eat the special june or what something and it doesn't go that way at all which was refreshing no it just goes fine but i didn't i didn't necessarily (laughs) love the choice that it made to set up the resolution of the film either and it it made me kind of wishing that maybe i had gotten what i thought i didn't want in the first place i love the movie though i gave it an eight and a half i had a blast with it i i love watching the defense online coming in because i think it says an incredible amount of what the people who are trying to attack the film really feel about things. One of the best things that I saw was people said, you're having trouble identifying with the movie 
but you can identify with bugs, robots, right, ants, right, right. like all these things, but you just can't identify but with not a, a little girl. girl. <laughs> and right. I think that alone is damning in its condemnation of where, pe- where people's heads are at. Look, right. it's no secret. I hated the female Ghostbusters film, but I didn't hate it because it had women in it. I hated it for a lot of other reasons that were mostly just a pandering expectation of entitlement because it had women in it. Right. And that they are funny all on their own, but they weren't funny together. This film, I mean, if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't seen Teen Wolf, like this is it. Right. You're basically trying to put an analogy of situations up where a young person, male or female, goes through puberty and they have a monster. Right. And the monster is feared at first and then it's, you know, revered and it's accepted and it teaches that person more and about his, themselves and, and their historically family. like what we do is great is get rid of the monster right or pretend it doesn't or, or exist block it or away whatever these things and I think i'm like what that one of the things i love about this is i don't actually understand though i've i've heard about tiger moms and i've read all about you know all about that phenomena as a device but I'm I'm not an Asian girl. I've never been one. I don't have Asian parents. Like I don't understand the societal things that this is ticking off in a way that when I saw Black Panther originally, I was like, it's a fun movie, but I don't get all of it because it's not for me. This felt like it was for not Asian girls, but girls, right. like just girls. And I still had a blast with it. It follows a Pixar-ish formula, but I love that friggin' formula. So give it to me. Right. And it means well. Like, it is genuinely an earnest film that is so smart, so funny, so fluid, so believable, and just not quite compelling, but the gravity of watching it was such a good time. Like, I didn't stop. I didn't look around. I wasn't checking other apps or things. I was in. Right. It was great. And, and I think there's so much of it, too, that... it makes it all the more confusing the people who are like bashing on on it yeah you know whatever that it's whatever it's not or whatever it is or whatever it's not because there's so much of this movie that is focused on the monster Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. there's so much of the movie that is specifically focused on the stuff that's not the monster nothing to do with like the stuff that is it's almost like a movie where it's saying here's an analogy i'm going to give you and then also i'm going to tell you what it's an analogy for the whole time like she just wants to go to a concert you don't need a monster for that part of the movie right? right she's growing up she's wants to go do stuff yeah she wants to you know not be under the thumb of her mother right despite the fact that she equally wants to sweep up the place and help her mother right Right. like she's there and she wants to be gone yeah and there's no monster involved in any of it like it's just still telling you look this is growing up right like she gets a certain age and there's a monster right what we do is we go through a ritual to get rid of the monster (laughs) Also, she wants to go to a concert. Right. right, (laughs) And it's like, I mean, it's like, where did I lose you? I was explaining the thing to you the whole time. Right. And yet it's so both of those things and back and forth between them that especially, you know, really for the target audience, which is just girls or, you know, just young people. Right. Um, And not specifically the ultra niche within a niche within right. a niche <laughs> right. that's happening 
Um, which is kind of funny because, um, you know, it is like, man, this is just for him and his friends. And it's right. like, it, well, it's for we're this one temple right. that does right. this thing that we yeah. even say in the movie is not what other temples right. do. That's yeah. You're like, boy, this really is like this is stretching a, the limits a super of niche, right? Single, yeah. But it's, uh, but it's so back and forth between these things, both for its target audience and mm-hmm. in general. And it's like, I don't know, man, like, where'd you, get, where'd you get lost on like, uh, young girls grow up and right. want to not be completely under the thumb of their mothers right. and, perhaps have some emotional right things going on right. as they go through puberty because you know frankly everyone else is pissing me off right now right 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 <laughs> it's like y'all need to back up right two is steps that, right i just i think people are looking for something because it's threatening to them in some way and i don't get I don't it no it's so watch weird. it it's just fun it's so it's you know, so I don't, weird i've never been a paranormal investigator or a shark hunter or a jedi knight <laughs> i still find ways to like identify right. with these things and i've never been an asian girl but i i love this film and some of her struggles I can sympathize with. Well, right. You know, so that's the whole point. But just enjoy the film. It's great. <laughs> it's fun. All right. Uh, so <laughs> thankfully, and I'll tell you, I was a little nervous going into that one too. Because uh, the the trailers that I saw of it looked a little funny, but they also, but I know Pixar is just using the same formula for yeah, every yeah. movie, right. basically. And I know, you know, what I know about movies coming out. And the trailers for me just looked like, you know, it's like Teen Hulk, oh, Teen did Wolf. I didn't see a single whatever. trailer. It's like now yeah. it's just all. And it seemed mm. like it was interesting. going to be really too simple. Yeah. Like too, it's right. it's just this. Man, I'm glad she they just turns into this, yeah. right? And the, and that's really all we're covering. Yeah, and maybe we'll get that. some laughs. That and I'm sucked. like, ooh, man, what? That would have been bad. Uh, anyway, so uh, check those out. They're yeah. on streaming. Totally see both. Uh, next week, I actually have no idea what's Me going either. on because not a lot of stuff is Nothing's coming out right out. now. Yeah. Until we get to the end of the month, uh, we got bigger stuff coming out right. week after week. But right now, I'm not sure what will uh, be the thing that Let's hits us. Let's just rewatch the Batman. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll. we'll Batman we'll Begins. We'll, we'll review yeah, we'll, Batman let's Begins. Let's rewatch that. I can do that. Uh, all right. Th- thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.